Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. We call and have called for the last three years this campaign that we're on legacy. And if I could describe legacy to you, I would describe it as legacy is the outcome of a focused investment. You're not gonna raise great children if you don't have a focused investment as a parent. You're not gonna build a great team or employ the best potential of those that work for you unless you have focused investment. And yet today we live in a world which really is all about me. Everything tells us that we should look after ourselves, and all we've got to do is just be worried about who we are and what we need in life. But I think one of the foundational insights I got is that kingdom living is different. Literally, kingdom living carries a generational commitment. It's kind of like, I'm gonna pour my life out so that there is an echo of the God that I serve in the generations to follow me. I'm gonna literally come to God's Word and say, God, what is it that I can do to build a foundation so somebody else could be able to get up on? When maybe their parents, or they didn't even have parents, never provided a foundation, somebody else would come along and create a foundation so others could stand up and then be encouraged to walk. I love what Nick said. In community, in the space here at Life called Community, we are here and fully committed to social services. In other words, wherever we can meet the need of any individual, we're gonna be there. But that's not enough. There needs to be the education and the understanding of once I get up, how do I discover who I am and how do I find a way forward when there was no echo? When there was nobody that told me they loved me, when there was nobody that suggested I had value, when there was nobody that was committed to think beyond themselves. And I look at that and I think the lack we have in our world today is because of an unfocused yesterday. And seriously tonight, I feel like the heart of God is all over. What God is asking us to do, it's like, could you understand what you could bring? If your arms got extended? <laughs> could you imagine how somebody could begin to believe that they're not just a repeat of broken generations, but that they are called by God just like your call. And I make no apology that life is not here to have a cracking hot service on a Sunday night, even though we enjoy it. Our passion, our purpose remains the same. And that is to let people know that they are not alone. And when they can't clothe themselves, there's somebody else that'll turn up with a shirt and a hot meal and then begin to educate them to a place that they can become a generational echo. And I feel like God is stirring us. 
And we are a part of a church after 29 years where there are so many people in this legacy campaign have said yes. We're seeing miracles because people are saying, I'm in. Even if it's the biggest thing I do in my whole life, I'm in. I want there to be an echo. We're a community of people called life. We'll see more than $20 million worth of community impact take place every year to make a difference in the hearts of everyday people that thought they were forgotten. And I was mentioning this morning, you know, I, I get disturbed when I meet Christians that are only in for what they can get. You know, in Sunday night, I'm all, I'm all warm and ready to go. Well, you know, I don't want to come to church because I don't know many people there. Just stop for a moment. There are people around you that don't know anyone. And it's kind of like the moment we get our focus into creating a generational echo. Once we embrace this thing called legacy, something begins to shift in the world in which we are a part of and carry a responsibility for. That's why Isaiah in Isaiah 6 verse 8 responds to God when he hears the voice of God. And I want you to hear what God is saying. He's crying out and He says, Who will I send and who will go for us? Who will be the answer in 2020 and 2021 and 2030 and 2040? Who will take the wonder of a father's heart and let it be known that there is a God that's gone before them when their parents wanted to abort them and when they never knew where they came from? There is a God that says, you are not what you feel. You are designed by a Creator. You are designed with a purpose. You are designed to make a shift in the world that you are. You can become the answer. And I pray that every one of us will understand that legacy is the outcome of a focused investment. There's always a reason to say no. There's always a reason to backtrack. And we're using this story or this catch cry over these three weeks, the final summit. Because we're talking about a New Zealander who was amongst the party of people that conquered the highest mountain in the world. You see, we kind of feel that the world is so far gone and there's so much need, we don't know where to start. I wanna tell you, there is a mountain that can be conquered. A mountain of poverty. A, man, a mountain of lies that have been sown into a generation. And I wanna instill in you tonight how that on... May the 29th, 1953, Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay, who was a Sherpa from Nepal, were the first two human beings to master the highest mountain here on planet Earth. A mountain that stood 8,848 meters high. At the top, winds of over 300 kilometers an hour. And for any climber that attempted, discovered there was only 33% of the oxygen available that was at sea level. And that's why more than 300 people have died trying to climb. And I think sometimes in the church, we love the comfort of what is a me and a my and a I world. To go, we want all the oxygen we can get and 
God in heaven is saying, but you're in a world that's starving with an oxygen they've never known. Would you come and climb? Would you begin to reach the summit we have committed three years ago and it concludes at the end of this year? What we believe was a God whisper that has become for many a God defining point of life that we as a church would raise $45 million, crazy stuff. That would enable us to stand at a place that we could do more than $20 million worth of community impact every year. And I suppose I never wanna pressure people, but I'm telling you what, the enemy pressures people. I'm sharing a dream and I, I think for anyone that's gonna reach the summit, if you look at Sir Ed's life and the climbing party, you'll discover that they are people that live a tomorrow dream. There are people that won't give up because of what's going on around them. They go, you know what? No matter what laws are being passed, no matter what we're being taught in our universities, no matter what I see with the human eye, no matter that there is no security, even with COVID coming around, there is a God that is bigger. There is a God that is greater. There's a God that's lasted before any COVID virus turned up on planet Earth. He's the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the God of all glory, God of all worship, God that picks up the defiled and gives them something to live for. He's the God that turns the dust into breath. And I look at that and I go, church, I'm just one of many thousands of people that have already said yes. That are going, are you living a tomorrow dream? Or is the dream only extend to the parameters of your own life? And I want to encourage you tonight to imagine. Imagine what it will be like at the end of our life here on earth. And I'm closer to it than some. When you look back from eternity's perspective and you think, wow, why did I get so enamored and buy into the lie that I couldn't make a difference? When I even saw all around me, mountains were conquered by people that lived a tomorrow dream. You see, when you study and you look at the wonder of their Success, you'll discover that a year earlier in 52, 1952, Sir Edmund Hillary, as we know him, he attempted to climb Everest but failed. And he was asked at a group the next year to talk to them about this experience, about this dream to conquer what others said could never be conquered. And there's something about Edmund that I pray the church will get. Because on this particular day, under the failure of his attempt, there was a dream that was deeper than the failure. There, there was a sound of God. Where the Bible says that all things are possible to them who would just believe. And he walks to the front of the stage Sunday Night Live. And he punches the air and he says, you beat me Mount Everest the first time. <laughs> Love this. But I'll beat you the next time because you've grown all that you can grow and I'm still growing. Come on church, give Jesus applause. 
You are not at the end. You are not stuck. You are not in a place where you can't make a difference. You are designed by the very Creator of the universes. We've been in awe this last week by new photos of the sun. As soon as I saw them on the news, I thought, oh my gosh, we don't know nothing about God. What could be? You carrying a tomorrow dream? What lives on the inside of us must be louder than what comes at us from the outside. This is legacy and I'm believing that God is gonna take our church to new levels. I've said it all the way along. I believe that somehow we're gonna burst through 45 million. And we're gonna believe that we can make a difference in other people. And so we're gonna live a tomorrow dream. The second thing I touched on is if we're gonna reach the summit, we need to commit all of us to play our part. I pray that we never become a church that in any way manipulates people, but I will stand before God saying, God, I encouraged everybody to play their part. And if you've ever felt, well, I've got not much that I could offer, God says it's far more than you could imagine. You see, to reach the summit, everyone had to play their part. A party of more than 500 in this one exhibition. 350, all they were doing was carrying the load, the porters, the supplies, the oxygen, everything because of the journey and the length of what it would take for us to be able to do it. There were 20 Sherpas. People that had walked the tracks that knew what to look for, went ahead of the climbers of which there was a party of 10, five sets of two. Because the leader of the party had made a decision, we are going to the top. If it doesn't happen on the first attempt, it'll happen on the second attempt. And if it doesn't happen on the second attempt, it will happen on the third attempt. So I need at least five willing, able, gifted, committed, no matter what level of oxygen, to go to the top. You know, there's a lie of you haven't got enough. That's prevalent in the church. So we leave it to a few. You're sitting in a facility that is the result of a lot of people that have brought their little and collectively that brought a lot. When we started life, I was reflecting this afternoon. There was no such thing as email. We used to ride the horse and cart coming to church. That's not quite true. But it was a Datsun 120Y, as I remember. Had to make the advertising billboards out of some wood that we had at home and painted them up. 6 a.m. every Sunday morning, I'd put them up because we used to put them out Saturday night and people would kick them in and destroy them and I had to make them again through the week. Our first office was in the home that we were renting. I had to make the desk because we couldn't buy one. For worship, all we had was a guitarist that broke his arm on the Friday night before we started. It was me. And that's not pretty if you only know three chords. And so I practiced all Saturday. Three chords, Father Abraham had many sons and joy is a flag flowing high from the castle of my heart. We 
arguably had nothing. But we have the We had a dream of tomorrow. And by the way, tonight you might go, wow, this is nothing like what we've already seen. To see what God can do. One guitar amp with two slots. One was for the guitar, the other one was for the mic. And then we had a miracle four months into it. Somebody gave us a four-way splitter. And so the four-way splitter went into one side of the guitar amp with four microphones. We were in heaven. And a guitar that was badly tuned. But we played our part. This morning I was moved. You may not have been here, but we presented City Mission, Auckland City Mission with a check for a million dollars. Because there have been thousands of people that carry a tomorrow dream and are willing to play their part. Dr. Michael Maiden, who I just met in the last three or four years, he's been here to life. He was here last year at Empower. But it manifests presence in 17, in September of 17. I was a guest at the conference, but he stopped the conference and began to prophesy. And tonight we've got that on the screen, how he began to speak and he says, I saw when I was preaching Pastor Paul a great vision, I saw a beautiful building. And it was not an auditorium, it was like a theater of the arts. I saw people lined up a half a mile away to get in. The Lord said he's not just building a building, he's building a cultural tool to reach the country. The people ask you, well, why are you doing this thing and that thing? And why does it have to be this way? You've been consistently persistent about this is what it needs to be. See, when the dream is deep, you don't compromise by what you see naturally. But God is gonna use it like a big fishing boat to increase the capacity of your ministry to reach a whole other realm of people through the arts and through demonstrations of the creative cultural expressions. God is gonna honour your faith. So it's just 18 or 19 months away, you and your wife will be laughing, 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 laughing because everything you saw in the Spirit is gonna be seen in the natural and everyone who kind of doubted or questioned or was even critical of you is gonna say, by the way, in that meeting, there are a whole lot of people that had left life because we made a decision to build the central building. And God knows what He knows. You don't have to defend yourself. You just need to be faithful, not to react, but to respond to the Word of God. Those critical will say, well, I guess He was right. I guess it was a God idea, a God thing. So the God thing you are doing, it's a big thing, but it's going to affect this culture in a way that hasn't yet been consistently wrought. So some amazing things are gonna happen. There's gonna be even secular interest in what you are doing and how you are releasing the presentation of your facility. God is going to show off. So I loosen now, it's like a floodgate. I command the door to open in the next stage of financing to reign into your world. And God, there are people even in other countries that will give and promote 
boat and establish this because you're doing a God thing. You're doing a heavenly thing. This is really gonna be for the victory of the kingdom. And then in Empower Weekend last week, Dr. Michael Maiden was here with us. And then he went on to say, you know, Pastor Paul, this is an amazing thing. There was like a row of houses, Jesus walking to the houses and He had this like a packet and on it said assignment. He knocked on the first house, the man opened the door. No, I don't want it, replied the man. It's amazing how many men said no to God before you. And that God had to look to another nation to bring somebody here to say yes. Marie and I were living in Australia. He didn't even know any of that. You have such an obedient heart that doesn't even second guess things. When God says you to you to do something, you say, okay, we're gonna do this, even if it's hard like this, even when people say it can't be done, but you have fulfilled, you are fulfilling an assignment to a nation that God was looking for someone. That's you and I to fulfill. Very quickly tonight, you go, Paul, I, I haven't been part of life and I, I don't know what the 2020 vision is. We've been believing to raise 45 million so all of our Auckland campuses will be freehold, including this new one, so that we can put our shoulder to reaching the needs and educating those that find themselves without hope. And we're gonna go to the screen. We're believing God. We, three years ago, pitched that if we could, have the people that are here at life, we call them builders, over three and a half years raise 15 million. And then Gideons, those that have a real ability to bring more than a little to raise the 30 million, we would arrive at 45. And so it would have to take the breath of heaven for something like that to happen. Right now we are five months out and currently this is where we're sitting with builders. We have to date raised 9.8 million. And with our Gideons to date, we have raised 12.9 million, which is pretty amazing when you add that up. Of course, that is 22.7 million dollars that has come in. Let's put that down on the bottom. Did I get that right? Something's coming. No, it's not coming. But it's an amazing total to see where we are and what has taken place. And then, of course, why it's not coming is because I'm 61 and I forgot something. That there was a special one-off gift on top of that of 14.1 million. That brings our total to $36.8 million in the bank. And then on top of that, of course, We've got many of the Gideons who pledged for the whole three and a half years. So we've got five months to see if it come in and there is an outstanding amount of 7 million or 7.3 million. And obviously some of those Gideons have said, man, through COVID and different things that have happened, we've lost our capacity to do it. And realistically, we believe that God can turn that around, but we're expecting out of that 7.3 to see materialized 4.4. When you look at that and then you talk about the final ascent, what is before us, here's the final amount that we are wanting to raise. We're at 41, so that leaves us with 3.8 million to arrive at 45 million, which seemed impossible. 
And yet there are people that are living a tomorrow dream. And are saying, I'm in. And I'm praying that many of us will join this last five months to go, God, what, what would you have us bring? For some, it's gonna have to be a big amount. Others, it's gonna be maybe what we think is so small, but God says, no, you. You just play your part. You play your part because as you do that, God is released to do so much. Imagine if all of the porters here at Life, all of the Sherpas, all of the climbers all did our part. What could the kingdom of heaven look like as we build generationally? Build something special for God. I wonder if you'd stand to your feet tonight. Team, come and join me. I'm not sure that most people hear about the love of God. They may hear about it, but not hear about it until they experience it. And I'm pitching tonight strongly, no excuse. The moment you decide not just to live for what works for you, but you start investing into others, your world comes alive. And you realize that legacy is about a focused investment. It just doesn't happen without someone going before you. I'm believing that in Aotearoa and beyond, the church will be the cornerstone. People say, well, I could never see that. People hate the church. Well, I could never see us in the natural sense giving a million dollars away on a Sunday morning. But it began with a guitar and a yes. Before we close tonight, and we are gonna have a great hangout in the foyer. That's what Sunday Night Live is all about. We've got some great food, I believe, there. And I'm asking you just to take a moment, just where you're standing. If it helps and you're not distracted, just with your eyes closed. And just ask God, God, do you wanna use me? What's my part? Because I'm believing that we are going to see this goal. People say, yeah, but what about COVID? I say, ask COVID, what about God? He hasn't changed. And you are someone that has so much more purpose than just you. God loves you. Father, tonight we just stop, we arrest our own lives, we pray that you, Holy Spirit, will lead us in this season. That as we take the brochure, the, even the giving envelope, whether we give tonight, next week, or the following week, that God, you'll just guide us and we can take this mountain by your grace. Where other people said it was impossible, you said, this is my goal.
And like we read in that prophetic word, you're still knocking on all of our doors, seeking a yes. And we thank you that you're the God of abundance, the God of greatness. In fact, you are the way maker, miracle worker. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.